new faces, welcome. And move up too to let the people coming in, the stragglers, take the back seats. And of course, please tell us the cell phones. Do us that favor. Take it away, Jesse. Thank you. <laughs> you got three. Amazing. So you've been doing weddings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super busy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right on. How you feeling? You got birthday coming up, right? Yeah, over. No, tomorrow. I think tomorrow the twenty second, right? Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow. Neat birthday in today. Well last week. His birthday was last Saturday. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with us. You can get involved by going to the chat line on the YouTube there, and Hake will get me your questions and comments, and I'll respond accordingly. All right? Good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everybody? Well. Nice. So I was watching the history about Johnny Carson's life. Johnny Carson was a TV host. And uh, it was interesting, very, very interesting. And Johnny Carson been, had gotten married several times. And, um, and he had a lot of, according to the story, he drank a lot, he had a lot of issues. Even though he had a lot of money, he was never happy. He never had peace. And one of his sons was killed in a car accident, I believe. I think the son had some medical issues or something, a little slow or something, I don't remember. But when he grew up, he had a car accident over in Malibu, and he died. But the interesting thing about Johnny Carson is that his, he had another brother and an older sister. And according to the story, the mother gave the sister all the attention, made the sister feel special, and she left out the two guys. And, and they gave him any attention. And Johnny Carson felt that he needed to, he never got his mother love, so he was always trying to do things to get that. <laughs> Even when he would win an award or something, he would go home and tell her about it, and she would say, oh, they didn't have anything else to do? Something like that. But instead of being proud, oh, I'm proud of you, we got an award, she would never give that attention. And I bring that up because that's the story of every human being. Situation is a little different, but it's the same thing. And it appeared that Johnny Carson could never get over trying to get love, mama's love. And we, this world, we are in a mess. This country is in a mess, not me, but the country is in a mess like I've never seen before in, in history. And people are angry and afraid. Fear and anger is the same. You get rid of the fear, you get rid of the anger. Or you get rid of the anger, you get rid of the fear. Both those spirits are the same, and they're both are evil, and neither one is from God. But what I notice is that the world is working, meaning people of the world, 
human beings are evil and they're working overtime to make sure that you don't have one moment of downtime so you can see yourself. They want to keep you overreacting. They want to keep you active in order to control you. And they come up with stuff that doesn't even make sense. For example, every incident that happens now, they call it racist. And we are looking at it we're like, this is not racist. It may or may not be wrong, but it's not racist. And they keep throwing that in there to get an overreaction from the people so that they can use the folks for their personal gain. There is literally no world in the earth today. And it is crazy to see what's going on. But most people never going to change. They love hell. They love anger. They love their daddy, the devil. And so I don't blame them for it. I blame each individual because we are the individual, the adult, is to, you are the, to blame for the cause and, and effect, effect in your own life. No one else is to blame. No, an adult that blames anyone else for anything that happened to his or her life is a blind adult. You can't blame anybody. I don't care how cruel they are, how nice they are, or cruel. You are to blame. So I can't blame the evil people who are controlling the evil people. Because if the evil people were to wake up as individuals, they could not be controlled. You could not be controlled. But as long as you can keep running around and being angry and overreacting and going along with and uh, uh, taking sides. People take sides on issues they don't even know anything about, if it's true or not. They don't even know if it's true, and immediately they take sides. Even those who take sides supposed to be taking the side of the right person, they don't know if they're right or not. They weren't there. Nobody was there. And nowadays, you're not going to get the truth. The media is not going to tell you the truth. <clears throat> and the people on this side are not going to tell you the truth. And the ones on this side are not going to tell you the truth. And I noticed that the ego won't let you say, well, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I wasn't there. It won't let you say that. It tells you, according to your phony fake beliefs, it tells you, oh, that's wrong. And you fight believing that is wrong, or your phony morality, you, you, you go with that and don't have no idea what you're talking about. How, the world is like that today. I don't think it always, I know it's been evil and good all the time, but I don't think it's been out of control as it is today. And most people are afraid to stand alone. I was talking to somebody, y'all don't know him. And they were telling me, it happened to be a, a woman, she would tell me her adult son was so angry at his job or something. And he was about to make the wrong decision when he, while being angry. And he called her up, his mother, and she said, look, you need to calm down. You're about to make the wrong decision. And, and he was so mad, so she finally got him to calm down a little bit. And when he calmed down, he was able to make the right decision instead of the wrong decision. And I said to him, I said, yeah, every human being, any human being that has anger is retarded. 
And she said, now see there, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. I'm like, what do you mean? You said that anybody has anger retard. I said, they are. But don't say it. Use another word beside retarded. But if you really think about your own life, if you have anger, you're insane. You really are. Look at the decision you make. Look at the people you hook up with. Look at how phony your life is. Look at how afraid you are and how you go from one place to another looking for happiness. And that's retardation. Is that a bad word? Because you're taking it hard, too. Is that a bad word? What do you think about that word? What made you? Uh, I was just trying to hold in my laugh. Oh, yeah. But isn't that a good word? <laughs> no, I think word? it's the truth. It is, it's, huh? It's the correct word to say. Have you ever thought of yourself when you had that anger? Did you think of yourself? Yeah, I thought of as I'm an insane, retarded person. Yes. You, you didn't think of that? Yes, I, in the past I've... Really? Retarded decisions. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if when I had that anger, I don't know if I, I didn't think of myself as retarded because I thought I was right. right. But, but that's good then. Most that's people don't. Ego, right? Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> retarded, angry people make retarded decisions. Think about some of the decisions you made. And you look back on them, you're like, what was wrong with me? I was blind and could not see. And, and it's all because of the anger. Anger is strictly from hell. There, don't let anyone tell you that it's not. And you got to forgive so you can start to overcome this because the world is going to get worse before it gets better. I was thinking about that story where in New York, this uh, white guy and a couple other guys held down this black guy on the train. And uh, they said that the, guy, the black guy was threatened to, he gonna do anything, get some food. He was, of course, sir, he wasn't afraid to go to jail. Whatever it take, he, you know, and this guy had a long record, been arrested so many times. And then, and right away, the people took sides. They start, they call it racist. So the people that believe racism is this went picketing and carrying on. And those who didn't agree with the racist side, picketed. Everybody like, and they out there arguing at one another. And I was like, none of those people on the train, none of them know what really happened. Why don't they just wait and see? Wait and see how, go to court. That's why we have a, a justice system, even though it's messed up too now. But have a wait-and-see attitude, no matter how close the people are to you or how far away they are from you. It's like a husband or wife being married, and the wife or the husband's at work, and somebody at work tell her, oh, I saw your husband last night. Oh, yeah, you did? Yeah, he was riding down the road, grinning at some woman. And right away, Satan make her mad. And she can't wait to get home to cuss him out. Because they say, oh, see, you grinning that woman, you cheating on you. And she, all day, Satan just talking to her. And by the time she get home or he get home, they on fire. And they walk in, hey, honey, don't honey me. What? I, I heard you out there grinning at some woman. What do you mean? Or some man. And he can't or she can't convince him that it was about nothing. 
I just happened to saw them and we smiled. That's it. Because they took side from the person that told them about the story instead of having a wait and see. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> just think about it. If that's not retardation, I don't know what it is. Already find the person guilty, ready to kill them, ready to persecute them, instead of waiting to see. The devil, the spirit of evil, does not want you to wait and see. But the spirit of God always wants you to wait and see. Stand still, be still, and know God. Don't overreact. Just imagine if every human being did that, we would have peace on earth today. We will absolutely have peace. And so what I want to do is to encourage you, this year we're really working on ourselves. We, we had an amazing meeting on Thursday night with the ladies. Too. The ladies were working. They'll leave you guys in the dust. Sorry. But anyway, I deviate. Deviated. Um, you got to work on yourself. If it means, and it does, that you have to stand alone to do it. If your husband don't want to do it, your wife don't want to do it, your friends don't want to do it, you do it anyway, and you'll be surprised what you will find. And I'm telling you that all thoughts are all lies all the time. And there, we are the individual, me. We are to blame for our cause and effect. No one else is. You're to blame for anything to happen in your life. And so I want you to know that because there are people out there in the government, in the media, these stupid lawyers, and not all of us, but those who are trying to control folks. They are controlling the people for money and power. It ain't out of love. It's not that they care about that or anything. It's personal. But they pretend that it's love. And they cannot do that to a person who is awake. Not a woke person. A woke person is still asleep. But a person who has returned to the Father, returned to the light. You cannot be controlled, and neither will you try to control others. You don't, you don't need it. Why would you control others? You're free. And you could be free in this world. Why you live, you don't have to wait until you die. God is with us. He really is. The kingdom of heaven is inside of us. But you got to take no matter what, full responsibility for your own life. There's nobody else to blame, except for the kids. The parents are responsible for the kids until they're of age. But if you don't wake up, it's going to, with the economy the way it is, and, and in drugs, and in crime, and oh, the only thing, I, I want my little reparation. I don't care. Black people don't care. Like that man said, uh, did y'all see that story? This black man spoke at a meeting. Unless he was acting out, joking. He got up in the meeting. He's like, I don't care what y'all talking about. Black people don't care about no crime. Black people don't care about no economy. Black people don't care about, that's how he was speaking. Black people don't care about all that stuff. We want our reparation. We just want money. We don't care about nothing else. We want, how, many, how much he want? Huh? We want three million dollars a piece. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, man. <laughs> Where's my reparation? <laughs> I don't care about a mess. 
<laughs> Did y'all see that? Yeah. Yeah, we may play it on the show if it's legitimate. But really, you can have paradise right here on earth. You do not have to wait to leave the earth to have paradise. And I don't care what the situation is around you. It's, on, it's up to you to deal with it in the proper way. By not overreacting to it, don't judge them, don't judge yourself, just let it happen. Go through it. Don't put up a wall. As a matter of fact, as I've said before, stop responding to the world. The world wants you to respond. They want to fight with you. And they go crazy trying to get a reaction from you. Have you ever noticed how evil people try hard to get a reaction from you? In, in, in relationships, let's say the woman don't get angry. The man is never going to sit down until he get her angry, until she react. Then he'll take a breath. But if you never responded, what is the purpose of responding anyway? Are you that hurt? And if you're that hurt, that means something's wrong with you. It's not the man or it's not the woman, it's you. So don't react, don't argue with the world and don't argue with the devil in your mind. Never argue with thoughts. Never respond to thoughts again. And don't respond to the world because you're still responding to the devil. And the devil wants to fight. As long as he have you fighting, he has control of you. So you need to drop the anger. Any questions about that? Does this make sense a little bit? Yes, sir. In your opening, I was thinking about what you were saying about like how society is degrading and like getting worse and worse. It's and bad. To, it's bad. And I used to sit back and when I used to hear about these stories of like ancient cultures that like got, come and, and gone, I used to think, how can these powerful cultures and civilizations like crumble and go away? And then you start to read a little bit about the cultures they started letting in more evil and perverse thinking. Yes freedom, quote-unquote, to be able to do whatever you want, and that's what you're starting to see in our society now. And, like, you know, you read about stories like Sodom and Gomorrah, and you would think, how can a city be so wicked and evil that God just wants to destroy it? And yeah. then you start to see that that's what's happening in all the major cultures in the world, and especially within ours, you start to see little things like people creating the idea, it's called uh, postmodernism, I believe, where the idea that there's no such thing as truth, and that you can make up your own ideas. Yeah. All of that degrades a society and it causes a, a culture to collapse. But, but we don't have to, those who wake up don't have to be collapsing with the world. Yeah. They'll collapse by themselves because angry people will destroy themselves, trying to destroy others. They would, but if you're not a part of it, they can't destroy you because what you do to others, you're really doing it to yourself. So when they're going crazy trying to destroy you, if you just look at them, what the? <laughs> because they're gonna jump through hoops trying to get a reaction, because they're so evil, and they need a reaction in order to have a false sense of happiness. And, but if you don't give that to them, they end up hanging themselves. They'll do it to themselves. But if you react, then they gotta feel good. You're giving them life. It's a false life, but you're giving them life. Yeah, and one more thing real quick. You know how you've come to the real realization that, like, you you just let things happen? Yes. And um, even when you were early on and doing the work that you do, you used to pick it and you used to be out there and doing the same thing. And then you was just like, what the? I know. Let me stop. Yeah. You let the two devils fight, and then you just live right and be right and be a That's right. Witness. 
That's what we're supposed to be doing. And just let everybody fight and we be Let them fight. Yeah. You don't have to be a part of the fight. I used to be out there picketing. We used to go down to the abortion meal on Saturdays. And there'll be lines of young ladies getting in line to have abortion. And some of the guys were bringing them there. And I used to pick at that. I, I, I couldn't see. I thought I was doing the right thing. I didn't realize those people had a right to be wrong. They want to kill the baby, kill the baby. It ain't my baby. That's the price you have to pay when you kill the baby. I don't have to pay that price. You got to suffer for that. And plus, who am I to tell you not to kill the baby and then go down to the abortion mill and stand in front of the door trying to keep you from going in to kill the baby? I don't have a right to do that. But I felt righteous doing that. Like I was on the right side. You're not on the right side. Jesus wouldn't, do you think Jesus Christ would go down to the abortion mill and stand in front of the door? <laughs> And try to stop, he ain't gonna stop you from going in. Think about God. Um, I think Sean telling me that people are, uh, oh, want to know why God let these things happen. Am I right? Right. The common thing people ask, like anti Christians will say, well, if, if we have a God that's all good and all omnipotent, how is there suffering in the world? Why do kids get bone cancer? Why is there so much war? You know, how could you believe in such a God if, if there's all this suffering? Yeah, they blame God for the suffering of the children. Why does God let the children? Those are your babies. They ain't God, baby. If you ain't going to take care of your own child, why should he interfere? He know the heart of the baby, and the real baby is a spirit anyway. So if the baby loses the body, the spirit is fine with God. But you want to let the baby die, you can't blame God for that. It's your fault you listen to the devil. Isn't that amazing? They blame something like that on God. Yes, sir. And God's not stopping those people from going to the you know, abortion clinic. That's right. And so for you to jump in there and try to stop it, it actually shows a lack of faith on your part that you think, oh, you know, it's, it's a lack of trust in in God's plan that you think you have to do, go in and do this or else something will happen. Yeah. Trying to impose your will. And then it makes you feel like you're holier than the, so whole, you're holier than the person that having the abortion and you're going to stop it because they got to do it your way. Abortion is wrong. Abortion could be wrong for me, but it may not be wrong for you. That's your life. It ain't my life. Look how God allowed the people to take drugs and, and get married four times and eight times and, and screw up the children. And, and look how God allowed men to be weak. Men are weak, and they're supposed to be representing the light of the world. And the light is just a weak. But did God try to force you to turn the light on? No. He let the men get beat up, too. Who am I to stop it? I just don't judge them. I understand, and that's what's gonna happen when you wake up. You're gonna understand what's driving people, and you're gonna stay still, and hopefully those who are seeking the right way, you'll be able to point the way to that, back to life. That's what we're supposed to do. We're the light of the world. We're, you, the, light don't, the light does not fight with the darkness at all. Good has nothing in common with darkness. 
It doesn't fight with the darkness. It doesn't argue with the darkness. It doesn't give the darkness one iota of attention. And so you got to stop giving the darkness in your imagination any attention. Let it go. Just let it come and go. And the darkness inside of others, give it no attention. And if the darkness outside of you, inside of others, can make you feel a certain way, you need to wonder, why? Why am I feeling this way? Because that person didn't have anything to do with the way you feel. And to wives and husbands, your wife or your husband has nothing to do with the way you feel. You were already screwed up when y'all met one another. <laughs> and you're just trying to get something out of him, and he's trying to get something from you. They fighting over love. Does that make sense? I used to fight over love so many times. But she couldn't love me. She had no love to give. And she would try to get it from me, and I ain't have it. Because if you have love, you're not going to try to make somebody else give you love. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought he loved me. I didn't know he was going to forget me that fast. <laughs> have you thought about that? You thought about that this week? Not this week, but a couple weeks ago. What did you think? Just what you said, that I was looking for love from him. Yeah. And he didn't have it to give. Did he look like he had love when you met him? <laughs> of course he did, because I was, wouldn't have shown interest in him. So what? I wouldn't have shown interest in him if he didn't. If he did, what did that love look like? <laughs> it didn't really have a look. It was just, I guess, the actions. He treated you like he had love? Yes. No, that wasn't love. That wasn't love. That was another gender. <laughs> a three-letter word that he was looking for. A three-letter word? What's that word? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's, all, that's what the man had for you. And he disguised it as love. Oh, okay. Really, that wasn't love. And a lot of women think that, too. Yes. Ladies, when men first see you, they ain't in love with you. They don't think, oh, I love her brains. <laughs> I, I love her degree. I love the way she dress, dresses. They thinking, I want the three-letter word. That's all they're thinking. But they'll tell you how fine you are. And you're better than the last woman you were with. You remind me of my mama. Oh, no. All lies. And oh, <laughs> they'll tell you how pretty you are. But in their mind, they're truly thinking in three-letter word. Mm. But one ego knows how to lie to another ego. And men, the women don't love you either. They're thinking, yeah, I can control this one. <laughs> I'm going to make it buy me a house. First, you got to take me to a night cafe up in Beverly Hills, up there on Restaurant Road. And then I want a steak. <laughs> I wonder how nice this car is. And we got to take an Uber. They ain't thinking about no love. They'll say I love you, but it ain't love. That's why when you get together, the fight starts. Because they've lied to one another. Isn't that amazing? 
Any questions? Did you do the prayer this week? Yes. You did? Mm -hmm. How did it go? <laughs> mm, one time, it wasn't too good. I had a thought, but I just let it go. I'm sorry? I had a thought as I was doing it. Right. And I just had to let it go. You're supposed to let it go. Mm -hmm. The blessing is to be able to come out, these are thoughts, to come out of them and just watch them. Right. Nothing else is required. Right. And then because you're becoming aware of them now, you're going to start see, seeing that you've been living in them, and you're going to see all these thoughts now, and you're going to, but the devil going to tell you, oh, this is not working. Look, all these thoughts you're having. But you've always had them. It's just you identify with them as you. Now you're going to see that they're not, and eventually it starts to disappear and disappear and disappear. But you want to see them. Really? I didn't want to see that. that I'm I sorry? Saw. I didn't want to see what I saw. Oh, you didn't? No. Hey, why not? Because it wasn't nice. The thought wasn't nice? Mm -mm. But that's what's been driving you all your life. That's what made you not nice. Because you believe those things and you've been acting upon that. Do you want to overcome all of them? Yes, I do. Yeah. When you really start to overcome them, it's going to be scary to let them go. Because it's going to feel like you're letting go of yourself. And it's going to feel like there's nothing to identify with. And who will I be if I don't have thoughts? It's going to be nothing out there right. that you can touch, feel, or taste. And it's going to be scary for a minute, but you'll get past that too. And you'll see that the devil is trying to deceive you about that. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Every human being on this side of heaven has the same problem. It's never been what you thought it was or I thought it was. It's anger, fear, living in imagination. Amazing, huh? Amazing. Nice. <laughs> Any questions? No. Yes, sir. I saw your hand. Uh, earlier you mentioned about uh, picketing at Planned Parenthood and the line of women going for abortions and stuff. And you were saying, oh, it's your baby, not mine, right? Right. So us but as I Christians... I was thinking that at the time. I thought I was a good, loving Christian. Yeah. And I knew abortion was wrong intellectually. And I needed to go out there and stop it. So us as Christians, so we just should we just let evil prevail and just... Because there's a saying that I heard. Uh, uh, it goes, um, evil prevails when good men fail to act. Right. So should we just let things happen? No, it ain't my baby. It ain't my, you know, it ain't affecting me. So just let it happen. Or? When you say us as Christians, who are you referring to? Christians. Have you ever seen one? Well, we all claim to be, but <laughs> we don't act like it, right? <laughs> uh, you can, uh, there's nothing. What can you do about it? Well, I think uh, the reason why all this is happening, all this... No, but everything what can you do? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, everything, you know, everything's going out of control in the schools and, you know, society and stuff. It's because there's no, uh, no one's acting. No one's telling you this is wrong. Look, this, everyone's just letting it happen. But there are people know? out there saying that it's wrong. And those same people would attack you if you would disagree with them about something. You could stand in the picket line. On the side of anti-abortion, right? You said something to that person and it hurt their ego, they'll jump around and fight you. Right there on the abortion line. Mm -hmm. It's all phony. 
but it's all for show. Yeah, I mean, but it, you know, ultimately, it all starts in the home, right? Yes. Everything in the home. If the parents aren't the father and the mother, mother, yeah, that's that's what that's the problem, right? Yeah. You know, I personally think that kids need to get their butt whooped. I got my butt whooped, you know. And look how I messed you up. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, I, well, they always told me why they hit me. Like, yeah. You know, I hate you because you did this, but if you do it outside outside this home, you're going to go to jail. You're going to do, you know, so it's always that fear. But that's not why they did it. They hit you because they didn't love you. Well, they're probably angry themselves, right? Right. Parents don't, yeah. father and mothers do not love their children because yeah, they have no love. I don't hate them, you know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know. <laughs> oh, you you want another whooping? No, I don't, no, but, I mean, I, I wasn't a good, I wasn't a saint either, you know, I did bad things too. You because know, you became like them. <laughs> well, I mean, if your kid does something bad, like, you know, I, I set the trash can on fire when I was a kid. Because they have been whooping I got, you. <laughs> I got a whoop in my life and I never did it again. Right, you know? so, but you did something else. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a long story, but yeah. Right. I oh. think, you know, you need a, it all starts in the home. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, you got to And that's what happens. kids under control, you know, because if you don't control them at home, how are they going to be controlled outside? And you could, and make sure at home you control them without being controlling. Without angry. Yeah, well, without anger. Without being angry, yeah. If anger. you raise children with no anger, there'll be no problems. Yeah. Because they would never turn away from the parents. And they would be what you are. Whatever you are, and that's what the kid's going to be. Yeah. With, as um, we're supposed to pattern after God, our kids would do the same. They'll pattern after us. But the problem is parents don't have love. Yeah. They have that same fake emotional love that screws up the kids, and they can't get the kids to do what they want, so they beat the kids. And they call it love while they're beating you. I'm beating you because I love you. I'm beating you because I want you to do right. Why don't they be right and do right? They want to have to beat the kids. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, well, well, my mother, once she beat me, because I, I don't want to go deep, but she, she told me, you know, <laughs> outside this house, no one's going to care about you. I care about you. You right. can do whatever you want to me, whatever. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to, you know. But if you do it outside, you know, you're going to be in the streets. You're going to be homeless. No one's going to care about you. You know, so you better act right. And did you ask them, are they going to beat me worse than what you're doing right now? Well, the cops are going to beat me <laughs> if, if I break the law, you know? And yet you broke the law. I mean, well, maybe I got a ticket once in a while, but, See? you know, that's... that's <laughs> that didn't stop didn't you from breaking the law. I didn't get arrested or go to jail or nothing, you it know. It still but, didn't stop you from breaking the law. You still broke the law. You I got a beating, couple of times. <laughs> you got a beating to prevent you from breaking the law. And then you still went and broke the law. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Man, yeah, ran a stoplight or something, you know. I got a ticket for that once. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, if, right in front of you. Are you familiar with the biblical question? What do you think about what I just said so far? Ugh, um, a lot. I, well, the first thing, I do have a question. What do you do, like, I've forgiven and all of that, but over this past week, I found myself, I slipped. I didn't, I didn't overreact on the external, like the, the person I was responding to right. didn't see it. But inside, I, it was, 
not good. I was fuming, I was angry, and it really felt like a huge setback for me. And it's been kind of rough because I feel like I'm being pulled back into that comfort zone of mine. Yeah. And and then on top of that, this is the second part of it, and then I'm going to no, I'd no like problem. To yeah. I can tell you went through something this week. It's all over you. Yeah. Um, I listen to your programs by and large. That's pretty much all I listen to, whether it's the Fallen State, your your morning show. With the morning show, I haven't been able to listen to it in the morning <laughs> because I, f I feel like, okay, we're supposed to be involved. What you were just, what, what I, I'm sorry, I don't know your name, but about getting involved with the abortion and standing back, not saying anything, yet all of these things are happening. I felt so much anxiety over this anxiety during this, the course of this week because I usually start out my morning with your show, but I haven't been able to do that because I'm like, what do we do? Like, what do we do? Like, I feel like wherever I go, whomever I'm with, it's like, I can't even relate. They can't relate with me. I was at dinner with a friend. That yeah. friend just taught, I'm like, oh my God, you don't even see what I'm seeing. Like you're blaming everybody else. Uh, you're, you're blaming everything aside from taking any type of accountability, speaking this to the person, they're not getting it. And it's just like, I don't mind standing alone, but it really is lonely. Like yeah. it is completely, I feel like I am an alien in this world. So I, I don't know. I mean, what do we do? Anybody going through that or going through that? You've gone through that? I know exactly what you mean. Uh, and I can see in your eye, poor oh, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you had a rough week. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take all that sympathy. Bring it. <laughs> you told Hoppo to beat me. <laughs> my daddy, my brothers. My uncles, I ain't gonna take it no more. <laughs> uh, how would you respond to what she said at the end here? The young lady, but yeah. Um, I can definitely. Cause you've been through that too. Yeah, right? I, can, yeah. I can definitely relate. Um, Cause you go through that period of time <sighs> where you feel very kind of alone with, like even like with friends at work when you're having like what she was saying, having conversations, and you're like you, you really just don't see yourself. So like I, I definitely can understand feeling like. Kind of, I call it. I just label it the Jesse stuff now. <laughs> That's the Mama. label I give it. Yeah. Mama, <laughs> ma, don't speak for. Her. <laughs> All right, she don't need your help, Mama. <laughs> I want. I want her. She, she needs to speak it on her own so she can see as she's speaking. Mama, trying to help. <laughs> so That's what I label it. So um, I can definitely understand. I think that. If you can, making friends with people within this group or ladies within this group, because I feel like that, that yeah. really helps because then you at least have one or two people that can completely relate to you, you know? Nice. That's what Amazing. Yes, yeah, what do you do in those moments? You say you've gone through that, been through that? Yeah, I have. And, and um, how did you deal with it? And how are you dealing with it? 
Well, I thought I kind of was just judging. Well, I was judging. I just felt like when I was like, oh my God, everybody's just, and I just realized how everybody's just blind and it's like all a lie. And I was like, wow, like I'm lucky that I can see this. And, but now I just realized like I kind of pull, I was already like, I'm not very super close to my family, but I kind of um, pulled even more. And now I just kind of, I, I'm like back, but I just realized that they can't see. And right. I, I was there. Sometimes I go back there. So it is, I just keep living. I mean, and how do you deal with, you call it loneliness, right? You feel like you get lonely? Yeah. Take the mic here. Um, it's just a culmination of things. Um, yeah. How do you deal with that, that loneliness? I don't feel like I get lonely. You never gone through that no. yet? You will. Stay with it. I think because I've always been pretty like, uh, I don't get like all attached to. You've never been that way? No, not really. Oh. I mean, I've always just, my sister would tell me, oh, you're like a loner at school. But I didn't see it as like, I don't get like, I don't need people to walk with me to a locker. You know, like I just didn't. I didn't oh, okay. understand where she was coming you from. You kind of been a lonely, a loner. I mean, I have friends, but I'm not. I'm not the person that's like calling you all the time. Like we'll meet up for lunch once a month or something. Oh, okay. But it's not. You know, like I, I don't know. So okay. Yeah. And how do you deal with it in the white? I was thinking of you this week. Thank you. How how are things going for you? Great. I was thinking about how young you are. You're learning all this now. And what is that like? You're 20, 21? I'm um, 20. 20. What is that like being 20 and hearing all this and it's doing this out of prayer? It's very interesting. I definitely felt lonely as well to what yeah. Danielle was saying. Yeah. I definitely, like for a year, um, COVID allowed me to separate myself from people. And then I took a year off and then I was lonely and yeah. alone for a year. And it was really hard. Um, and I can just remember being like sad, you know, but then after I was listening to you and learning every day, it just, it changed my perspective on what being alone means and how helpful it is. Nice, amazing. So you just kind of accepted it and went through it? Right. Yeah, um, she's right. You are not alone. And when you're going through this, you're being separated from the world so you can be in it, but not of it. And if you see it all the way through, you're going to be able to have a life where you don't need anything, want anything from anyone. And you'll be able to be around people and take it or leave it. You won't need or want anything from them. And if they're weird or insult, try to insult you or say stupid stuff, it wouldn't bother you at all. You're dying, and dying, preparing for heaven is hell. Mm. Have you noticed that? What? Have you noticed preparing for heaven is hell? <laughs> it's hard, because we so identify with this false self. We, we, we have gathered so much from the world and from the imagination about who we are and what we are and what we should do and how to get happiness and how not to be alone. All that is dying now. And you're going to see God is with you and you will never experience that again. You want those moments. You want to go through those things. And when you were in your head this week, 
the next time that happened, and it will, you totally let go and relax in it and catch all the hell you can. Catch all the hell that come. And it's going to be hard. You're going to want to cry. You're going to want to scream. You're going to want to make a phone call. You're going to want to get drunk. You're going to want, even if you don't even drink, you're going to find something to drink. <laughs> but you want to catch all the hell you can take. So you can stop running from hell and overcome hell. And, and the light of God, the love, will take you through it. And your whole nature is changing from abnormal to normal. You're dying to death. And, and um, as for helping the, these folks that want to kill babies, we can't even do anything about ourselves. We can't change anything of ourselves. We're not in control of anything. Who are we to think we can go and control somebody else? That's a false morality that we've been taught in the churches. Oh, you're a Christian now, and here are all the rules as a Christian. Here are the guidelines. And if you don't follow these guidelines, you're not a Christian. Go out to the bush and meal. Stop the woman from killing the baby. Go over to the LGBTQ bar and protest them. Uh, make your husband do what you want him to do. Uh, make your friend be the way you want them to be. We've been taught these things. We've been brainwashed. And all that is dying now. And Satan's going to make you think you are dying, but you're not. You're, you're rising. It is dying. And so that loneliness and stuff you feel... Feel it. It's not you. Well, can I just add, it's not the loneliness part. I'm fine with being alone, right. just to be clear. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I understand that. What I'm saying is, I said a lot, so I understand. But let me just clarify with this one question. Okay. Um, what do we, I feel like, are we supposed to do anything like Every, all this chaos, right, is right. happening outside of us right. in the world. And I've heard you say we should get involved. Right. So how do you get involved when you're getting involved with demons, with Good. nothing but little Satans? Good question. You get involved by not being involved with the demon. You get involved, let's say we run for office, right? You run for office not to get glory from it not to make money from it, even though you will, not to anything, you're getting involved to be the light, and the light will shine, it will see, it will shine through the darkness, and you will see the right roof, laws to, to push or enforce, you won't be afraid of the demons around you because you're no longer afraid of the demons inside of you, you won't try to make anyone do anything, but you'll be very effective. Despite the fact that even the people, the site that I would want to be with is it's just one system now right so it's like they're all the all the same like I, I just feel so small like i feel like i should be doing something we should be doing something but we're just standing here observing uh, so all, all egos feel like it should be doing something okay. the father will work through us of ourselves we can do nothing the father will work through us and he would do the work. Egos want to feel like, oh, I need to be doing something. What can I do? And that's what we do with our own personal life. We think we can fix our own lives and we need to be doing something. We need to will it to be. We need to do this. That doesn't work. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world.
and you let go and trust that and stay present, it'll be amazing. But the devil wants you to think you need to be doing something else. And there's, you can't, there's nothing you can do. Be led by the light instead of being led by the darkness. Those people led by the darkness and they will not have, because you won't have anything in common with the darkness, with them, they won't be able to handle it. They'll try to destroy you. If you notice, the one or two men and women who do wake up and they get involved, the whole world try to destroy them. They go out for no, they make up stuff and they will try to destroy you. They're going to be trying to destroy you, but because you have nothing in common with them at all, they won't be able to because the, the darkness has no power at all. Zero power. It pretend to have power, but it has none. And you will see what to do. But you got to let go and let the light, let the nature, the love of God guide you. And he will. Last question. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. Do so that make, does that make sense? Uh? Yes. But the mind does. doesn't want you to accept that there's nothing you can do. That's the devil. Yeah. He wants you to do something so that God cannot help you. Because you're playing God by doing yourself. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, also, so that moment I shared about feeling angry, but on the exterior, it didn't show to right. the person I was in the presence. Nice. Now, what, I questioned whether or not I really forgave when that happened after it was all over. Right. So what is your, um, like, and it stuck with me for a while. Like I did get into my thoughts. Yeah. So what do you say to that? Like, have I truly, if I felt that anger, have I, have I truly forgiven? That's a perfect question. Uh, Doug and then Nick want to respond to that, the anchor baby. But it's a really good question. But they, they're dying to respond to that. They're like jumping up and down. <laughs> Very interesting question. And um, I totally can relate and I would say that for, for me it's just because one I still believe my thoughts and two I still totally identify with my ego so the devil's playing a game and because I identify with my ego he's got me in that sense. So if you can remember to that it's not you, then you got him. Well, you don't got him, but at least you can, if you can re at least remember that it's not you, you can relax in it. Yes, Nick. Did that, make, did that help a little bit? Mm -hmm. Okay. I relate, yeah, I relate as well, and honestly, I would ask myself that, I, I, I went through that, like, asking myself, wait, do, did I really forgive? And then I noticed, why was I even asking myself that question, or who was even asking that question? Because how is it that you can know, how is it that you could really see, and I don't know your experience, right? So I'm just going to talk about me. How is it that I could see to forgive, and like, really see that? And then that 
and that could just go away. That doesn't make sense to me. It can't just go away. It's, it's still true. Are you following me, sort of? Like, it's still, you saw to forgive, like, you saw that. So, the rest is like a deception. And so, I don't even, I avoid even asking myself, did I really forgive or did I forgive? And even in the example you were talking about, you were describing like you were talking with someone and you could see they didn't get it or whatever. It's like in those, it's in those moments that you, if you just stay present and you were like, you stay present and just have the conversation, you would see there like the things to say that could maybe bring them back or maybe not at all. And it's, if you have that, I think that's a description of love. Something like that. Okay. You have your hand? Okay. So I have that all the time. I have uh, every night I wake up about 3 o'clock, 2 or 3 o'clock for a couple of hours, and Satan talks to me. And uh, some, it's very convincing and very believable, even with some new things, that you know, conversations that I could have had. And it's all the same, you know, uh, because I'm... I'm kind of staggering. I start believing and listening to it, and that's the trick. It's trying to get you to listen to it. Don't believe it. Don't believe your thoughts. At three o'clock in the morning, I'm thinking of whatever stories in my mind, and and they're really good. Sometimes even better ways of doing things. But that's uh, he's trying to draw me in. Satan is trying to draw me in with the correct way to answer that question. The correct way to to do something, and it almost sounds like me. Um, and sometimes it, it tricks me. But you know, you have to go back to the not believing any thoughts because the doubt is the thought, the the thinking is the thought, the the idea, the all that, all that. And I experience exactly what you're going through, you know, a couple of times a week. So uh, you're not supposed to listen to it. Right here. So um, this question, which is, if you feel anger after you've forgiven, uh, have you truly forgiven, is one of the most important questions. I dove into this really deeply because I went through this when I, first, when I first heard Jesse's message as well. And so what I've discovered is that what happens is when we forgive, we exit out of the fallen state. And what happens is Satan will offer us another opportunity to hate again. And so I don't think it's as soon as you go and forgive your parents, then you never experience uh, the temptation to run to anger again. I think what happens is we're offered things and we're offered the temptation to go and hate again. And if we allow ourselves to hate again, we go back into a fallen state immediately just like that. And so there's two things that could be going on with you. One is that you were tempted and you did hate again, and then you need to forgive because when we forgive our parents, those are like training wheels to teach you to perpetually forgive all people at all times for all things for the rest of your life. And so if you don't forgive in every encounter with anyone who tries to hurt you, what you do is you go into a fallen state again. And so what you have to do is immediately forgive and you come back out of that fallen state and back into paradise. 
So I think people need to stop looking at it as a one and done thing, and they need to treat the, uh, the love and forgiveness as a continual perpetual thing, and that'll fix all of that. To add to, oh, yes ma'am. You had to hear to that? No, no. Oh. No, I have more of like a question. I'm wondering myself like, um, do we often ask questions that shouldn't be asked? Like, do we ever ask unhelpful questions? In the meeting? Just no, just in general, like to ourselves internally. Yeah, I and I am wondering that like, yeah. when it comes to truth, if I feel like it's not so much question answer, like we can oftentimes, I find in my own life, ask unhelpful things that take us further from the truth. I don't think that it's always ask a question to get us closer to the truth. And in questions, like this is just in my opinion, um, like asking somebody else whether or not you forgave yourself. Like I know you get calls like that on the show. Well, Jesse, you know, um, I'm feeling anger again. And do you think that I personally forgave? And that's only, that's something that I feel like you kind of have to know within yourself through like. But sometimes when you, because you never heard of this, uh -huh. and then you go and forgive, you don't understand that the devil is still working your mind. Mm -hmm. you, because when you go and forgive, you are expecting that everything is over. Mm -hmm. You know, I was never going to be angry again. I'm never going to do this again. And that's another setup. Right. Because it's another expectation instead of a way to see. So sometimes it's good to ask those kind of questions just to get you back on track Would it again. Be, is it easy, though, to like ask and keep asking and then get off track? If you keep asking, yeah. If like, you keep asking the same question, yeah, because you're now relying on the outer source yeah. rather than within. Yeah, I just feel like in my own life, I ask questions and I will reflect on the questions that I'm asking. You know, like, why did I ask that? Oh, yeah. And it didn't bring me anywhere. Like I realized right. the question that I was asking was silly. And if I like left space to myself and kind of just observed and carried on, usually the answer would then come to me. Yeah. Um, Interesting, and I'll come back to that, because you said something I want to respond to, but I want to finish with this first. Um, what what been said is true. And to add what Nick said, but they all are right what they said. Uh, that wasn't you telling you that you have not forgiven. Because you have believed one thought, as you would believe in one thought, he would give it, the enemy was giving you another thought to believe. Look at you, you sit at the table, you're angry. You may not be reacting, you may not tell them that, but you still that, right? You didn't forgive your mama. That's not you. I promise you that's not you. That's the devil, as, as he was saying, that's the devil trying to draw you back in. It's not God and it's not you. When they said, once you see that you need to forgive, once you saw that, you went and forgave, that was it. And now the light is shining on the darkness, and the darkness is falling away, and the darkness is screaming and lying and saying all kind of stuff, trying to be you. It's lying to you. Look, you were mad last night, you didn't forgive. Come back, you know. And so it's all lie. That was not you telling yourself that. You would never tell yourself that. You would never. But when you see that something is wrong, you heard me say, go and forgive. You saw it for yourself. You went and forgave. That was it. 
but it's just the identity that you've been believing for so long and you're not paying a close enough attention to see that that's not you. It sounds like you and it feels like you because the pain is in the body, but it's not. And so relax in that and go through it so you can climb over the wall. You're getting closer and closer to the top of the wall to cross over and the devil is done. But that was not you because he'll make you second guess it, guess it by identifying with it. Then you say, well, maybe I didn't forgive. I thought I wasn't ever supposed to feel this again or feel anger again. He's lying to you. That makes sense? It's not you. What do you think about that? I appreciate I I really appreciate it. I think all of the feedback was yeah. meaningful. Yeah. And I think what, what Nick said really what everyone said resonated, but Nick made a point of being present. Like when I when I reflect back on that yeah. conversation with my friend, I was <clears throat> so busy observing the fact that he was just blind, not from a place of judgment, <laughs> but from a place of wow, you are so that was me. Yeah. Like I was marveling at that. Yeah. I wasn't present. Yes. Longer, and I would That's have had right. the, the appropriate words. And who knows, like Nick said, I may have said something impactful had I just stayed present. Absolutely. So I appreciate all the feedback. I yeah. love what you said. Thank you, everyone, for that. And I want you to know it's just that's not you. All right. It's not you. The, the loneliness, aloneness, whatever you're feeling through this death. Prepare for he heaven is hell. It's a mess. But it's not you. You are dying from a fake life that you've had all your life, thinking that it was you. You're dying from all your identities, all your beliefs, all of your, the stuff we gather through life, right? We're you have no idea how many identities and beliefs we've picked up in life from other people, what we read, what we heard from things, it ain't real. We've been lied to and all that prevent us from going through what we got to go through now. If you had not been lied to, this would have been over a long time ago. But there are so many beliefs. And, like it's, it's hard to believe that people committed abortions, right? And, and you shouldn't do nothing about it, anything about it. That's hard to believe. But when you really think about it, what can you do? You know what I mean? I do. I just feel like my, I feel like it was premeditated though. Like what? when I was feeling that anger, I had, a, I had time to think it through, but I chose not to, I feel like I sinned. You know, I feel like I fell short and I think that that's what caused me to be so hard on myself as the week ensued. You're so wrong. Because I had time to think about it. You're so wrong. You did not fall short, you did not sin, as Nick said, you just went unconscious. Okay. You're not guilty, you just went unconscious. God is not holy, oh, he's not like counting, oh, one sin against you. <laughs> <laughs> Two sins against you. <laughs> no, the devil lied to you again. You did not sin. You just went unconscious for a moment instead of being conscious. All you need to do is come back to consciousness. But if you judge that, I failed, I'm guilty, you're still worshiping the devil. 
you're being influenced by lies. And the reason for it, this is so beautiful, that was in you anyway. It's the fake you. None of those things were you. The real you up here has nothing to do with what's happening down here. Those are the fake yous. The real you don't sin. There is no sin in the real you. There's sin in the fake you. The not you. And that's what we're overcoming the not you. The not self. The, this worldly self that we've been identified with. So you're judging Satan making you play God to keep you in hell with him. It's not even you. That was not you sitting there thinking, oh, I'm mad, I'm tick. Like the Pope. <laughs> I'm tick. That's not you. He's lying to you. The real you is not tick. The fake you is tick, which is his nature. So you you're none of those things you just said. Well the last thing I'm going to say is is this is that it's so crazy, Jesse, because by the end of this, like the end of the tail end of this week, all of what happened culminated to me having a conversation with a friend talking about moving out of California. I'm going to Texas, maybe <laughs> I don't know, Tennessee, my dad lives there. I gotta go. I need to just yeah. hit the reset. I mean, it was just crazy. I was just regurgitating pure nonsense. Yeah. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, thank you. And if you stay with it next week, you'll be driving to Texas. <laughs> right. You can call me up, Jesse. I'm leaving, but I watch it online. <laughs> exactly. But that's what the devil wants you to do. Actually, you're the only one who kept me grounded in that moment. I'm like, uh-oh, but there's church on Sunday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but listen, I want you to watch that and learn from it. And know that, so because you're dying now, and he's gonna come back with some more mess. Yeah. Really, he ain't done with you yet. I know. But if you relax in it and take the pain of it, it's gonna be painful. It is in the bodies, but it's not in you. It's in the flesh. It's not in you. It's not in your spirit. Okay. It's in the fate you. And so just let it die no matter what. Okay. Stay with it. And as Nick said, when you're going through it, uh, whatever that is, you leave that little space that when, when you're sitting there thinking you're mad, the devil tell you you're mad at this person, blah, blah, blah. Relax and leave that little space of doing nothing about it. Then the love of the Father will come in and, and a little bit will fill in that space. And, will, and that would encourage you to keep going and keep going. Don't overreact. Leave that space there. Don't make a phone call. Don't cuss the man out. <laughs> a woman, don't pat the car. <laughs> Leave that little space there so the light can come in. Don't make a phone call. Don't run up front and talk to people. Take it. Leave that space there so the light can come in and save you. Okay. All right? Yeah. And it's going to be painful because it feels like he's you, but it's not. Amazing. Thank you. Now, Thank you. I've gone through that. Every human being is, and most people are not, most people don't want to deal with this. No. That's why they'd rather go down to the front of the church, accept Jesus, read the Bible, go and do a street ministry, because this, that stuff seems easier than this death. Yeah. They don't want to have to work on themselves. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And the heart, the only reason it's hard because we don't know not to work on ourselves, meaning don't do anything about it. Don't be in denial about it, but don't do anything. Right. The average human being finds it hard to believe that I don't need to do anything. I need to do right. something. What, what do you mean? 
of myself I can do nothing. I need to be doing something. That's another setup from the devil. Ain't nothing you can do. God even said we can do nothing. Of ourselves, we know nothing. We are dumber than a doorknob. You ever seen a dumb doorknob? <laughs> All it does is twist and turn. And that's how the thoughts are in the mind. They're just twisting and turning. They're in a cave. And that's why we do the same thing over and over and over again. Sometimes a different woman or a different man or a different situation, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Say, you think you're getting a better husband? It's the same one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because you're in this cave going around in these thoughts believing that this was going to be better oh I learned from that one so I'm not going to do this and it's the same one so you're fine it's not you thank you yeah. uh, yes ma'am um, I was just going to add that it's um, I find those experiences to be very powerful because it also gives a person the opportunity like not to live in an echo chamber and to to like have our speak from the chest um i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> um but just to to not live in an echo chamber and yeah. to to have our beliefs challenged and still <sighs> like be present and loving which is really hard it is really it's not easy and uh, and to to practice it's grace It's easy if we didn't do anything about it. It's only hard because we try to do something about it. That's why it's hard. We're trying to do the impossible. But if we didn't try to do the impossible, it would not be hard. But we're so brainwashed and so dumb that we think we can do it. We don't want to believe that we can't do anything. And so that's why it's hard. I, I, I just, I can't help but think that, like, you can still plant a seed, though, right, for the other person. I, I'm just speaking for myself, but even with the abortion issue, I, I was pro-choice, and it was because I would listen to people who would speak out against it that I completely shifted. And I'm not saying that we should go out and pick it or like start any kind of YouTube channel about this. It's not what I'm saying. But I do believe that there is, um, it, is it can be effective if it's done with love and, you know. Yeah, I, know, I think I understand what you're saying. Here, let's say that somebody asked me about abortion. Now, I don't know what I would say because I don't like to plan ahead. But I would tell them how I feel about it. You know, I would never kill my child. Yeah. I would never let my wife kill my child. I'll kill her first. No, I won't say that. But I'll tell you why I wouldn't do it, right? But, and then, and, 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 and then saying what I wouldn't do and why, I hope it'd be from love. And if that person is seeking to really understand, something in those words would come from God would wake them up too. Absolutely. And that light will influence them not to do it. Absolutely. Instead of saying, don't kill that baby, you crazy. And yes. Even though it is insane, but yes. uh, you know, because you don't want to judge him. And most people are so sensitive now, they're going to feel judged even when you talk about what you wouldn't do. They still feel like, oh, you think you're better than me and all that kind of stuff. Because that comes from the lie, too. But yeah, you're right about that. You can influence in that way. Thank you. Um, did I see your hand, Frank? Yes. 
most people don't, they don't realize that uh, the evil one, um, he can't really touch you, but the way he can get to you is um, through your, your imagination, your thoughts, and your past memories, or your fantasies about the future. That's where he has a, a hold on, on mankind. And so um, uh, the tool to deal with it is just not to react, not to deal with it, not to, not to challenge it, because you, you're going to fall. If you, if you try to, uh, to, uh, to outthink it, it has you. You try to, uh, to outdo it, it's going to take you. So uh, that's how the evil one, he can't touch you physically, he can't harm you physically, but mentally is where he gets to you. That's his, his whole angle. And one thing, a clue in, in that too that you drifted away, is Satan always give you the future or the past. He cannot give you the present. And so when you find yourself thinking about the future, which doesn't exist anyway, or the past, just know you're listening to the devil. Because God is eternal. He's always right here, right now, right now. He never bring up tomorrow. And he never brings up yesterday. It doesn't exist. All that really exists is right now. And when you become a whole person, that's what we're becoming after we're dying from this divided person. When we become whole, we're going to stop listening to this idea of the future or the past. You're going to always be present. And so like when Satan would tell you to pack up and go to Texas, you've done this, you've done that, he would give you a false idea of what the future is like, and then you, you would pack up and go to Texas, and the same hell would be with you. You would go there by a big old nice house with less. You would have a big old yard with some collard greens and okra in the back. <laughs> And you'll be telling everybody, I got a garden. I'm doing fire. And, and the same hell will be with you. Because it's in you. It's not out there. It's out there, but inside of others. So that's what he's. So be aware when he brings up the past or the future, that's the devil. Let that pass. And whatever you have done, if it was this morning, if it was yesterday, if it was last year, it was 2,000 years ago. It doesn't exist anymore. As Francisco was saying, Satan bring it to your mind. He brings it to your mind and it make it seem real, but it's not real. And it comes into your mind to get a reaction from you so he can control you. Evil human beings do that to one another. When they want to control you, they need to get a reaction from you. They'll tell you how sweet and nice you are. Oh, you're so nice, you're a good man. My mama told me to marry you. And you're like, I ain't marrying you. He's a nasty man. <laughs> My mama told me to stay away from you. <laughs> Anything to get a reaction. If they can't get a reaction, they go nuts. And then they go off and deal and fight with somebody else. Stop reacting. Let them say what they want, call you names or whatever. If it's not in you, you're not going to respond. Right, that makes sense? Okay. Uh, the, the young man in the pink shirt want to respond to the biblical question. Well, and then I'll come back to you. You didn't get to the biblical question yet, right? Okay. 
Is it wrong to admit that you are a phony? I don't think so. <laughs> I think I think it's right to admit that you are a phony in that you're identifying with these thoughts and these things, the nature of Satan. And so when you realize that, then you're able to realize how not to be phony anymore. That's Absolutely. Yeah. Every human being is a phony. And they want to admit it. You smile when you really don't want to smile. Why are you smiling? You know you hate this person. You're thinking, go away, please. <laughs> you, uh, I've seen people sit in this chair and agree with me. Maybe nod like this. <laughs> when I be saying things, and then they're looking around to make sure other people see them nodding. So they can be a phony and get a sense of happiness that these people think they're smart because they're not in agreeing with Jesse. They're phony. And they'll go out and cut somebody out when they get out of here. <laughs> but and you're right. See it, even if you don't admit it to the world, you don't have to. At least admit it to yourself. Don't be saying, I love you when you know you hate the person. Because you're saying I love you because there's something you want from the person anyway. You don't want to be lonely. You don't want, you don't want to be this. You don't want to be that. So you say, I love you. You don't love that person. Admit it to yourself. Is this your first time here? Uh, second time now. Oh, nice. How's it going? I actually called you on Friday. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, I called you on the radio show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was the guy with the, the lighter. And my friend that I wanted to shout out and say sorry to, which is right here. Oh, Joshua. yeah, that was him? Yeah. Nice. Did you hear the shout out? Yeah, I did. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. This your first time here? Sorry. Oh, okay. Good, man. Um, what do you Thank you. Any questions about anything? Thank you. Uh, I'll think more. Okay. Get back to that. And what was your spark to the, uh, 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 is it wrong to admit that you are phony? I don't think it is. I, I believe that everyone is phony, especially Everybody. in the fallen state, and yep. even after, <laughs> because we feel like we need to be for whomever we're yep. with. But we don't even know the depths of how phony we are. Really. Wait until this ego continue to die, you'll be like, what the? I didn't know. I just didn't know. I couldn't see. I was blind and could not. Everything about us is phony. Nobody like nobody. They only like you for something they want from you, and that ain't liking you. They don't want, they want a friend, they want a husband, they want a wife, they want this, they want that. It ain't real. That's why they go, as soon as they get mad at you, they find somebody else to, to try to get their wants from and pretend to be friends with that person. Isn't that something? So admit to yourself, you're phony. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, about phoniness. Uh, so everything we're taught is phony? Yes. Uh, you know, I think that it was... That's why I said, let no man teach you. Yeah. We have a teacher within, and that teacher would teach us the truth. The light, that's what's happening. You're coming to the light, and the teacher is teaching you. You say, how come somebody else is smarter than I am that I need them to teach me? You know what I mean? You already know the truth. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if it was on Thursday or Friday. You guys were talking about handshakes. 
Like, oh, yeah. should a man, like, <laughs> you know, shake a woman's hand? Right. And then you guys were talking about different, you know, none of you guys mentioned, and I'm sure you, you're aware of this, in the old days, you'd tip your hat off to the woman, right? Right. Yeah, and, I mentioned that you know, in the old days, they didn't shake a woman's hand. <laughs> right. And a woman didn't even put her hand out so you could shake it. You know, my grandparents, my parents used to talk about that, you know, not, they're not from this country, they're from Mexico, but in general, you know, in the old days, you would just, you know, there was more respect, you know, but yeah. that was taught in the home. Yeah. So you said that let no man teach you, so everything they teach us is fake. So, yeah. so why are we complaining about the old traditions going away? Because we're complaining old, about everything becoming chaos. Because the old conditions were a little better than they are today. Mm-hmm. But they, they were, were taught to us, to right? Us right. I'm sorry? But, but they were taught to us, right, by our parents. They shouldn't have been taught. No? They should, they should have been lived. Because kids can see right through parents. They see right through them. And so kids know when, they, when you're being mean or when you're being nice. Uh, they know how to whine when they want to get what they want. They know how to pout to get what they want. And so whatever you are, they'll be coming that way too. Because they're innocent and they can see through the parent. And so we would learn naturally. Now, if, if, we, if the kids ask a question about something, then you answer the question. But if they just observe, you won't take away their innocence, their, their, their relationship with what is right. Kids already know what's right. But when parents well, impose they always tell the truth, like that, right? So what? <laughs> they always tell the truth. They yeah. point stuff out, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's why we had to tell his name to be quiet. What's your son's name? <laughs> and, Andy? Yeah. Anthony would tell Anthony because Anthony was telling everything up here. <laughs> so, you know, so we shouldn't... His mother would say something and he was like, No, you didn't. What about this week? <laughs> so we shouldn't long for the old days, right? It was all phony then, right? They don't exist anymore. The good anymore. old days. I mean, they, so, they don't exist anymore. So what's the point of saying, Oh, America used to be this way, but it was taught to us. Just to show the change. Just to show the change, when men were men, and that order was somewhat there. And as uh, you were saying earlier, that order has been broken now because the man has been broken. If men were still in control, America would be beautiful. Well, yeah, but it was taught by the father to the sons, and then it was, and then somehow along the way it got. They destroyed the they family. They destroyed, yeah. That's so. how it happened. But our parents have to teach us the right way, right? I, mean, I don't know what you say. You keep saying the same thing. I mean, our Man. parents are, should teach us, right? I mean, that's well, what I'm saying. You I know. said, no, they shouldn't. They should teach us practical things, you know, how to work, mm-hmm. how to pay bills, you know, and those kinds of things. And be respectful, things, right? But not spiritual things. The kids will ask about spiritual things on their own. Then you can answer the question. Mm-hmm. What did you say about respect? Oh, yeah, and respect, too, right? You should... Teach kids to respect, you know, uh-uh. everyone, and you know. How you? How do you do that? That's a good question. How do you yeah. do that? Well, just don't don't be rude. Don't fight another. You know, my dad always taught me. You know, be friends with everybody. Don't pick fights. You know, if you know somebody's being picked on, you know, try to protect them. You know, don't don't. You know, don't you know, just try to be. You know, be, be friends with everybody. You know, don't don't be that kid that feels. Above the rest, you know. But that didn't work. did that work on you? Well, I was I was never a bully. But did it work? Then when your dad had taught you all that, did that work? Well, I'm here, so. No, did it work? <laughs> it worked like how? Like how did, did you did you do what he tell you not to do? 
I did, yeah. You did what he told you not to do? No, no I, I did what he told me to do. So you never bullied anyone? No. I remember the other day you told us that your, 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 your auntie, your cousin aunt died and that was good for him. Cause he said your mama gonna die. Well, I'm surprised you remember that. Never ask a black man if he remembers. <laughs> he remembered that, right? I no, remember uh, when you don't was, ask to you know, he, he said, uh, you know, <laughs> this was back in, in December. This was, this was back in you December, yeah. yeah. In December, yeah, but that's a different That story. was bullying. Well, I mean, he owed me money, and I See? went to go uh, But your daddy said, be tell nice, him about give him it. your money. Don't wish your mama did. And then, he, yeah, he said, F you and your mama, and then 15 years later, his mother died. But you know, And you seven, held on to that for 15 years. Well, I re remembered it when it happened. Like, you oh, remember because I you remember held on to said, it. Well, whatever, that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't worry about it for 15 no, years, no, so no, whatever. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, it didn't affect me in yes, my life, you know, but, well, I mean, I never thought about him yes, until recently, you know. It was always there. That's why you rejoice when his mama died. Oh, he brought it on himself. <laughs> no, he didn't, you brought it on yourself. Me? Well, well, that's a long story, you know, but, yeah. Uh, you brought it on yourself. He didn't do that to you. Well, I mean, I helped him you, out. I worked with him for two months, and he didn't pay me. See, your daddy told you not to be a bully. Why you? Well, he well, yeah, I didn't bully him. They, my father and you mother warned me, don't work with him because he's going to screw you over, and it happened. You bully him on I the inside. I disobeyed my parents. You bully him on the inside. You wish his mama dead. No, I didn't wish his mom was you, dead. No. Why did you rejoice when she died? No, I didn't rejoice, but it, I he just said, Good. remembered. His mama dead. I remember what he said about my mama. Well, yeah, but I wasn't happy about it, but I remembered, like, oh, look If you what had happened. forgiven, you would not have remember. You would not have remember. How remember. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean. So you didn't forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but going back to the being taught by, you know, culture, you know, the culture, and so... We shouldn't long for the old days then, like no. when America used to be what it used to be. Because all those would, values were taught, right? What and good would practiced. that do you to long for that? Well, we should bring them back, right? Or no? You, if they don't exist anymore, how can you bring them back? Well, they don't exist because we don't teach them. We don't inculcate them into our children. That's you still fine. won't bring back what is gone. Mm -hmm. So just let life happen. That's just yeah. don't do anything about you. Know, just let the chaos continue. <laughs> yeah, law doesn't happen inside of you. And your world out here would be fine if the world inside is fine. Yeah, but I still think kids should be taught to fear the law of the land because that's why you have all these thieves out, you know, doing whatever, you know, they don't fear the law. So teach them to fear the law, right? How do you do that? In the home. <laughs> My parents never taught me to fear the law. They told me if you go to jail, don't call me. I ain't making no collect calls. I'm not coming to see you or anything. You're going to leave me there. That's all they need to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. And then here, and then I want to respond to that, and we got in. Yes. It, it sounds like you're saying lead by example, right? When you're yes. the parent, you lead by you example. You be what you want. You think, you know, what the right way is. You yeah. be that, right. and you be the light. Uh, and, I'm, and it just sounds like you're saying like you learn differently and that you want someone to tell you 
to, to be a certain way, perhaps? I'm, I'm just trying to understand. No, I don't want anybody to tell me, but my parents. Sure, bring that mic. Like that. You know, they, in the home, they brought, they put it. They laid the law inside the house. Right, that's what the problem is. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. And you're still not over it. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah, it's true. Because they traumatize you. But, I mean, what they, I guess their lesson was, if you don't respect the laws of the house, how are you going to respect the laws outside this house? They traumatize you. Know? you. Well, yeah. I guess what they wanted is, you know, keeping me in order, you know. <laughs> right. And they I don't want you being a gang member. You say, no, don't, don't, don't ever, you know. They traumatize you. <laughs> yeah. And you're not over and you're 90 years old. Well, not not 90, but yeah. <laughs> well, grown though, but yeah. I don't resent them for it, but I yes, mean, you I do. still, I feel that, you know. You still I, resent them for it. I mean, well, the, everything I see on TV about what's going on, all these, you know, robberies and in the stores, but you know, you those kids need to get the butt whooped, you know? They needed their, no, they, they needed, needed the, the they need to have the, the law laid on the land in the home. The law the land need to contain them, lock them up, so they can hopefully see what they're doing. But that shouldn't be bothering you. Well, it's affecting our communities. Is it bothering you? It does. How many communities do you have? <laughs> well, around <laughs> this neighborhood, I live around here and I've I seen know, But properties. how many communities do you have? Well, the one that I live at, you my said, neighborhood. But you said our communities. Yeah, in and the country, around the country, yeah, all the cities and towns. Well, I know, but I got to move on. But yeah. how, why are you affected by it, though? Well, I mean, it's affecting my country. But why are you affected by it? Because it's my country and I don't want my country to be like that. But it, it, your country is within. I understand what you're saying, yeah. but <laughs> you need to let all those ideas go yeah. so the Father can guide you and you'll see what to do. Mm -hmm. You really will. And I understand you're looking outwardly and, you, and the devil tell you, look at this mess. And you're like, oh, they're affecting our communities. Yeah. I might need to schedule a counseling session. Yeah, you yeah. do. You need the cross and everything. <laughs> yes, sir, and the green, and then over here. What about the saying, uh, you must forgive, but uh, don't forget? That's that, a lie straight out of hell. That's a, another retarded thought? Yes. Because <laughs> that's a retarded thought. My, my, my retardation was thinking... Uh, yeah, you must forgive so, so God can forgive you, but don't forget so it doesn't happen to you again. Well, then you haven't forgiven. Do you think God remember anything you ever done? Yes, until you're forgiven. Nope. Even when you are not forgiven, he's not remembering anything you've ever done. He, he wants you to forgive so you can enter into the kingdom because anyone that does have not forgiven, they have the nature, the heart of evil. And you cannot enter into the light with the nature of the devil, the heart of the devil. But he's not holding anything against you because he knows you've never done anything wrong. Can you imagine we have never done anything wrong in our whole life and yet we feel so guilty? It's this thing that's controlling us that we identify with, which is the nature of the devil. It's not us. And God knows that. That's why he doesn't judge us. He knows what controls us. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Oh, that reminds me of a quick story. Then I come to you. 
there was I was uh, talking to a guy at the gym, and I was talking to this guy. He just started talking to me, and he said that he and his wife was walking their dog. They had one of those expensive dogs. Ain't no way I pay that much money for a dog. But uh, somebody called the dog Bulldog, and it makes it sound so important. And then they, how much? A thousand dollars. And because now you got a Bulldog worth a thousand dollars, you walk up and down the road thinking you something. It's just a dog. But anyway. And so she, he said that three black guys drove up to their home. They were standing out on the sidewalk that they had been walking it out. And three black guys drove up and uh, he was talking to one of the neighbors right down the street from the wife. She was talking to a neighbor up the street. And three black guys drove up and punched his wife in the face and knocked her flat on the ground and knocked her unconscious. And when she was unconscious, they took the dog. And, they, and so the neighbor started screaming. He heard it. He ran over there to try to protect his wife, and one of the black guys put a gun in his face and was about to shoot him. And the other guy said, no, nah, don't kill him. And they jumped in the car and took off. And then he said that, uh, that was in the news. I saw that story, I had seen it in local news. Did anybody else see it? Yeah, it was in this area too. And, uh, and he said that uh, it was really, really painful for him when that happened. It was so painful, it was like a death to him. And he said that he let it die. He couldn't do anything about it, so he let that death happen. He didn't do anything. Now, I don't know if this guy ever hurt me or anything, because I didn't ask him or anything, but he said that he let that die from him. And when it died, he forgave those people that did that. And now he feels nothing about it. It's like it never happened. But his wife has not forgiven and she's going through hell. She said that if she saw him, she would blow their heads off or something like that. And she can't sleep at night, she cry over the dog, and you try to tell her to forgive, don't hold on to this, and she won't forgive. And, and the point is, when you truly forgive, you do forget. You, oh yeah, you said that, you do forget. If you haven't forgotten, I heard the world say, I'ma forgive, but I ain't gonna forget. Then you have not forgiven. When you truly forgive, you do forget. You really do. Yes, sir. I was just going to say, if you turn off the TV and not watch it, you won't be seeing all these stories that are trying to influence you. Yes. And give you behavioral, how to react when a situation you say you see on TV and you see it acted out and you kind of... You see how that's people act in those situations, so you kind of act in that situation if it comes your way. Absolutely. So COVID both sides are doing that. I think the COVID nineteen hoax wouldn't have existed if there was no television. You know, yeah. It was just all big to me, brainwash thing. Because I stopped watching TV a while ago, and so when this came around, I I already had that feeling. It's not real. It's just something's off about it. You know, and the, everyone's uh, just acting crazy and insane. We were both working at a grocery store, so it was wild, man. We were around people all the time. We weren't scared to go out, but after work, it'd be night. There's nobody driving around. It was awesome. So we just sit in the parking lot, drink <laughs> beers. <laughs> Cops would drive by and pass us and do nothing. It sure was nice to get on the freeway. You get oh, yeah. there in 30 minutes rather than an hour. Great. 
Uh, Not a soul in sight. It was awesome. I hope they keep that going. Yeah. They clean cool. up the freeways. That's deep, man. You're absolutely right. And I was going to say something else about past and present. How it doesn't exist. So, the, I mean, past and future. So, the present is the only thing that does exist. So, yeah. is that what is God's will? Yes. It's God's right. will is the present. Well, you, yes. That's why he said, pray without ceasing. Always be aware. Uh, one of the greatest sins is to forget. Forget to be aware that you're in trouble. You're in the past or the future. But stay with him by staying present. You're fine. To get out, to leave present is to go and wish you with the devil. That's what that's all about. It's a spiritual thing. Satan cannot come into the present. He can only mess with you and he can draw you away from it. By making you think about this, something that happened yesterday or 20 years ago, or something, or think about how good it's going to be tomorrow. When I get to Texas, everything will be fine. <laughs> he had to, he bring you into a, an illusion of a future. Stay present, he got you. God got you. You cannot go wrong. Amazing. 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 Um, and to yes, answer sir. your question, you said, should people ask certain things? Um, I was just wondering, like, are there ever, like, unhelpful questions? Like, I feel like we can... Yeah, some questions are definitely unhelp unhelpful. I They're a like crazy questions. Yeah. And you could just say to them, that's not a good question. <laughs> that's a dumb one. Yeah. And don't pretend like, oh, that was such a good question. <laughs> I hear people doing that all the time. Somebody asks a question, and it was so dumb. And the person's like, oh, that's a good question. I'm like, no, that one. It didn't make sense. But that's the phoniness in the person, too. You're right about that. Yes, ma'am. Just to add on to that, I have found that for myself, I've asked questions where it wasn't really a question. Yeah. It was more like exasperation. Yeah. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> but I wasn't really ready to receive the answer. Because if yeah. I was really ready to receive the answer, I would probably have done the same thing. Amazing. Hey, see how messed up we are? We so, we so messed up. That's why we can't be judging no one else. How a messed up person going to judge another messed up person? <laughs> Explain that to me. Okay, so I see a bunch of hands, so I, what I need to do now is go fast, because my time, I have five or ten minutes, and they'll, they'll yell at me when I'm done. So I'll take here first, and then I saw that hand and the man in the back. <laughs> yes? I wanted to respond to the lady here in the middle in our conversation about... Um, asking ourselves if we had truly forgiven. I remember back when I first called you in 2018, I was beta. And um, I remember I had forgiven my parents. I had called you and told you about it. And I was living on my high horse for the next few months, thinking everything was fine. And what I've come to realize over the years is that it's, it's a process. And once you truly forgive and wake up, you can't go back to sleep. That's right you won't be able to go back to sleep. And what the devil's gonna do, he's gonna be very cunning. He's gonna give you weeks and months and even years where he doesn't bother you because he wants you to think that he'll never come back. And then he's gonna come back all the time. And that's why we have to continue to stay in the silent prayer so that we remember and we can be aware because 
when I was riding high on my horse, I was fine. And then when things weren't going well, I was like, did I truly forgive? So just got to remember uh, that it's a process and that step by step, you'll overcome it over time. And never, ever, ever, ever think that things are fine. Just thinking that things are fine is from the devil too. Consciousness doesn't have to think. There's no thinking in consciousness. It just is. There's no questions, no doubts, no worries, no nothing. So just know if you're thinking I'm fine, let that thought pass. That's another temptation from, as people say, another temptation from the devil. If you think you know God, then you listen to the devil. There's no thinking in awareness. Awareness just is. There's nothing to think about. You just live. All right. Um, yes, sir. So one thing that I realized uh, um, that everything that we're going through right now today and everything that we see has happened before. It happens <clears throat> in other countries. It's nothing new. Um, one of the famous men in the Bible, uh, Solomon, the was the wisest man that ever lived. And even with, with him, he, um, things were, I don't think he was happy with a lot of things. And he finally, um, one of his uh, sayings uh, in the Bible, all is vanity and all is vexing. So no matter what he did, he realized this really doesn't mean anything. Well, the, the only thing he kind of thought that it was worth something is the putting the work into doing something uh, even though God gave him vision and clarity and, and, and understanding uh, it, it, it kind of brought uh, unhappiness um, like today when we see things out in the world and we think we can do things about it um, but even the prophets in the past did not uh, um, Make it short, please. Able to see things. See how that's a dumb thing. Make long story short, I'm right out of time. But they, see? they couldn't do anything about it. Even the prophets. Oh, well, thank you. Never let a Mexican talk last. <laughs> he, he like his mama. His mama prayed so long at the dinner. She prayed for everybody. Mama, be quiet. And then she started singing. She prayed for an hour and sang for another half hour and, and the food cold. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, sir. Enjoying the day? This, <laughs> this, your first, this your first time here? Yes, it is. What's your first name? John. And how did you hear about it, John? I've been uh, following you for a couple years now. Oh, right on. Did you go and forgive your mama? Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Oh, nice. Everything going fine? Any questions or anything? All is well. No questions. All right. So I have a question for the brand new biblical question for next week. Um, um, do you have a reason to live? I guess that's an interesting question. But <laughs> as far as I know, that will be revealed to me. I'm just going with the flow. So do you have a reason for, is it for living days or to live? Let me look. Uh, right now, do you have, we'll straight it out. Do you have a reason to live? At this moment, yeah, I'm here. What's your reason to live? To uh, share with others and to experience a moment. 
Amazing. Well, I'm glad he, you came, John. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Yes. Rochelle, do you have a reason to live? Absolutely. What's your reason to live? Because um, I'm here, I'm breathing. That's your reason to live? <laughs> yeah. I, ha I don't. So I you don't, think you're living to breathe? Well, no. no, not to breathe, but I don't have control of anything. So the fact that I'm here and I am living, um, to oh, so much, just so deep. I'm living in paradise right now. <laughs> do you have um, a reason to live? Do I have a reason to live? I believe that I have a reason. Oh, what's to your live. reason? To experience life and share light okay that's your reason to live mm -hmm. amazing the young lady behind you want to respond <laughs> I, I didn't raise my hand i know but i saw you moving about <laughs> and you're thinking oh, what my reason for living <laughs> you didn't even really give me time to think about it but um just living in the present how about that that's your reason to live? Yes, and whatever God's will is. Amazing. Yep. No, Frankie. He raised his hand again. <laughs> right here with Miss, don't ask dumb questions. <laughs> Do you have a reason to live? I don't know. I'm sorry? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I don't know. You ever thought about that? What's no. my reason for living? Do no. I need, why do I live? I don't know. <laughs> You don't I know? smoke on it. Did you know you didn't know until now? Before yeah, now? I never asked it, so I never thought about it. Amazing. The young lady behind you, then Raymond, and right here. I've Do you had... have a reason to live? Yes. What's your reason? God put me here. That's your reason? Yeah. God didn't do that. Your dad and mama did that. But God created all of life. Right. And I can't take that away. So that's your reason to live? Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't look like you're too sure about that. I, I don't have a, like a brilliant, smart answer. That's very, It's just that's <laughs> my answer. <laughs> uh, Raymond, and then here, and then we got to close. Well, Raymond, do you have a reason to live? I do. What's your reason? To see the truth within myself. That's your reason to live? To me, that's the only thing I can think of. Can you do a little better? Well, the, uh, to <laughs> know, uh, the only other thing I can say is to know, uh, is to know, uh, know, my, know my true career through myself. Do what? To know my true creator. Amazing. Uh... Right here, no. Okay, answer real fast, all right? Right here first. And then a real short answer, Frank, and then we out. Yes, well, I, do you have a reason to live? I think so. What's your I, well, what's interesting is that when you first asked that, I mean, to just illustrate how cunning the devil is, my first thought was really dark and negative and I actually don't even want to say it out loud I almost got angry and as I sat here and just stayed in the present I saw like I, I didn't even want to share because I feel like I'm gonna cry but I th it's really what Raymond just said like 
I don't, my parents did what they did, I'm here. I've been living under a lie my entire life, so what would my reason be to live is to see and know God because I've been put here on this earth. And that makes me emotional because I have to let go of a lot lot more stuff that I'm not even really fully aware of. Yeah. I actually can't even believe I'm saying this because I have held a torch to end my life for so many years you know like I'm actually that took my breath away you had a torch to end your life you say yeah I'm just you know and why did you want to end it because why why live oh you know and I I think to to see this right now is like pretty overwhelming and this isn't me like (laughs) having a thought and like worshiping the devil I just I'm kind of stunned that I can see that and it made you very emotional oh yeah because it it goes against everything I've lived for which is like what the is is the point yeah you know I get so emotional, well, <laughs> baby. Shout out to Whitney Houston. Every time yeah. I look at you. Yeah. And I, I don't, and now and that I'm like breathing through it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not crying to be emotional and shouting out Whitney Houston. I just You're think I'm really shocked. Emotional. Why are you crying there? I just what am the, shocked that I could see that. Yeah. This is the first time in my life I've this ever a, seen that there would be ever a reason to live. This is a very good question. And yeah. it's meant to shock you. Well, it did. And yeah. it made me cry. And now I've got to go listen to that song and get it out. <laughs> which I will. Uh, nice. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's the and biblical question? Frankie, again? and then the last right here. What's your reason to live? My yeah. reason to live. Oh. Do you have a reason to live? I do not have a reason to live. Why not? Because even thinking... You might well divorce him then. (laughs) (laughs) This man ain't got no reason. Your your husband ain't got no reason. Poor daughter. Let me explain. You left mama to go with dad and see her. Let me explain. (laughs) Because I think thinking that you even have a reason to live, that's more listening to the devil, thinking about your reasons. So we just be here. We just be present. You don't need to be thinking about your reasons. Okay. Oh, right there, Frank, and then last word here. Do you have a reason to live? I don't. I have kind of a, I'm going through a crisis, uh, minor crisis. (laughs) I don't want to hear no long, sad story. Nothing seems like it means it's worth anything. It means anything. And I'm kind of going through that a little bit right now. And uh, that's exactly what Solomon went through. That's oh, why he, okay. That's why he said, get back into the solemn story again. All is vexing. It's exactly why, because it doesn't mean it wasn't worth anything. Okay. Last word. Do you okay, have real, a. R- oh. I'm going to answer, but real quick, uh-huh. shout out to Hassan. I heard his video and his song on your show. Oh, yeah. He's shout so out to talented. <laughs> so talented. I encourage everyone to check it out. But um, you're right. Hassan is very, very. He's not an Allahu Abba for nothing. He's no. very <laughs> he talented. Is. He is. He really is. Um, do I have a reason to live? No. Um, God has a reason for me to live. 
That's uh, my answer. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Um, shout out to Hassan, <laughs> as Hake would say. Shout out to Hake. Hake is like, we're celebrating Women's Month. Shout out to the ladies. <laughs> hey, do you have a reason to live? No, I, I don't feel like I need a reason to live. Oh, you don't want to? I mean, maybe I do have reasons without really catching on that I have these false reasons to live. But um, my initial thought is that like you just live. Kind of like another person answered your question off air, saying that he didn't make himself, so it's not up to him to make a reason to have a reason yeah. for living. Okay. Nice. We all here hate doesn't have a reason either. <laughs> it's not to do a radio show. It's not to do a little shout outs. Um one thing Francisco said that I just want to real fast on, when you're overcoming the ego, you're going to see how vain and shallow you are. Everything we do is all vanity. But you're not going to see it clearly until you, you're shedding off all this stuff. Everything about us is vanity. Ain't nothing real. It's all vain. But it'll, it'll fade away as well. You can't make it happen. It will do it on its own. All right? Um, did I see your hand? I thought I saw a hand. Good. Oh, I saw you. Just yeah, one word. Uh, I don't have a reason to live. I have a purpose to live. And I'll answer it next week. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> nice. All right, that's the biblical question. I think maybe do you have a reason for living. We'll, we'll straighten it out tomorrow. And uh, I hope this is helpful. Work on yourself. Forget about everybody else. Keep your eyes on you. Know thyself, all right? Go and forgive, and God will forgive you, your mama and your daddy, and then the resentment for everybody else will disappear too. You don't have to go around the world apologize to everybody. And then do the silent prayer and stay with it, stay with it, and let go. Life does not need your help, all right? God does not need your help. No matter what, the devil tell you it's not true. And when the devil tell you that you have not forgiven, the, the reason you went there to forgive because you saw that you were wrong. And so if he's telling you that, don't pay no, any attention to that, all right? That's not you, not you at all. So, and I know some people intellectually go and do it, but when you see it, it's done. Go and forgive. Work on yourself, we'll do the super chats tomorrow. Um, and blah, blah, blah. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a good one. Thank you all. Amazing.